Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. I'm your host, Maurice Cerullo. We're on to episode 64. It is Tuesday, February 28th, the very last day of February in a non-leap year. Carl Bird, it's already March. Yeah, it's the last day of Black History Month. Give me some Black History facts. It is the shortest month of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I used to get my birthday week off on Monday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Thanks, MLK. Vic? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Hmm. I am very glad to be here. <laughs> I was hoping for a Black History Month uh, yeah, fact, but that's okay. That that's okay. No, that didn't go nowhere. Oh yeah. man. Well, I'm sorry. I got I got nothing for you. Frederick Douglass. He was a good guy. <laughs> I did a report on him back in like fourth grade. Nice. I did a report on Irving Irving Magic Johnson in elementary school. I skipped over the eighth stuff though. <laughs> How are we doing, Vic? <laughs> oh, I'm doing terrific, man. That's good. That's good. Uh, you just had your big, the biggest night of the year for you, this, the Oscars. Well, yeah. your Super Bowl, your, your WrestleMania, yeah. your NBA Finals. Yeah, well, WrestleMania. Game seven. <laughs> Game seven of the World Series. Yeah. Well, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, uh, yeah, you could say that the Oscars was my Super Bowl, me being a film buff and all. Mm-hmm. Do you look forward to it every year? I do. I do look forward to it mm-hmm. um, to see you know who's nominated and who's going to win. Uh, I really did enjoy this year's Oscars. Um, I think I think a lot of uh, great. Uh, there were a lot of great nominees, and uh, there were some f- fantastic winners. Mm-hmm. First, I got to say that Jimmy Kimmel did a great job hosting. He was hilarious, um, especially him and his uh, fake feud with Matt Damon. <laughs> it's been on for a very long time. I like it. Oh yeah, like in fact, there was a one. There was one part in the in the Oscars where you had different uh, celebrities or different actors talk about their favorite movies, movies that inspired them, and so uh, Jimmy Kimmel picked. Uh, one of Matt Damon's worst reviewed called "We Bought a Zoo," <laughs> and he was just like, you know, just sniping Matt Damon. He was just saying that, well, you know, Matt Damon can can say two words and make it sound like three words. <laughs> and then he went, then he, um, and then he like went every time Matt Damon was speaking on the microphone with Ben Affleck, they were introducing a new category. Like uh, Kimmel would uh, play him off with the orchestra, mm-hmm. so every time Matt Damon would speak, the orchestra's music would just swell so loud that <laughs> they couldn't even get a word in. But uh, but I thought he was. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I really liked the uh, the winners of this year um, with a supporting actor, uh, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, our boy from uh, yeah. Luke Cage. I was right. gotta ask. That's yep. great. Cornell Stokes. That's yep. great. Good for him. I actually like turned on my Twitter notifications just because because I knew I wasn't gonna watch the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I just never do. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well. Let me hear what Victor has to say. I actually turned on the notifications, so whenever you tweeted something, I would get it. Yeah, I was live tweeting the Oscars uh, last night, and I was very happy to see uh, Mahershala Ali win for Moonlight. In fact, he actually became the first Muslim actor in history to win an Oscar. Wow. He won the Golden Globe for that, too, right? Uh, yep, he did. Nice. And, uh, and the Screen Actors Guild Award, too. And that was a straight-up Best Actor, not Supporting Actor. Uh, it was Supporting Actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who won for Best Actor? Oscar's an Oscar. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I was wondering who won uh, Best Actor. Best actor was Casey Affleck. Oh, that's right. I knew that. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard some. I heard a little bit of controversy on that too. Yeah, for Manchester by the Sea, which you know, great performance, and I've always been a fan of Casey Affleck's work, so I was happy that he won. Although I really did want Denzel Washington to win just a little bit more. Hasn't he won enough? He's won two. <laughs> Isn't that enough? And he's he's nope. he's a seven time nominee, mm-hmm. you know, but. 
But I thought I, I thought that he would pull the win, but I wasn't mad that Casey has like one. Didn't even know that Denzel was nominated this year. I have oh, no yeah. idea who was nominated. What was that movie? Fences. Fences. Just fences, not hidden fences. That's what people come no. calling. They're confusing yeah. that with another movie. Yeah, hidden fences was wholly different. That was uh with the three uh, black women scientists for at NASA. Gotcha. That's called hidden figures. Hidden, hidden figures. figures. Yeah, but they kept calling it hidden fences by accident yeah. on like oh, the red okay. carpet for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hidden figures. Fen- and he was just fences. Fences. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and Viola Davis won Best Supporting Actress. Rhode Island Zone. Yeah. Yep. You know, repping Rhode Island, mm-hmm. Central Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, I heard that uh, Viola Davis actually chose to campaign for Supporting Actress, even though her performance in Fences was clearly a leading role. And I think it was because maybe, um, you know, Emma Stone was getting so much praise for her performance in La La Land, which mm-hmm. she won Best Actress for, mm-hmm. that, you know... She knew she had a better chance at the Supporting Actress. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that was definitely like a calculated... <laughs> so... But- so when when you say like an actor, actress, director, they campaign for like, do they like, what do they do? Do they campaign campaign the voters? They send them fruit baskets. No, well, I, I, well, I think that would be bribery. <laughs> but I think what, what they'll they'll take out ads in various publications. Like what? What? Like what? Like the New Yorker. Like in the New York or like uh, or trade magazines like Variety, uh-huh. like Reporter, things like that. Like vote for this, vote for this person, Academy member. Yeah, like you'll see like ads like for your consideration. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the movie like because uh, I've never seen that ad before. But I don't think I see, I'm in the right circles. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I've 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 seen it in in, in plenty of places. Okay. Yeah, because I've always heard that. And I was like, some people campaign for themselves. They campaign for others. Or they have people campaigning for them. Like they said, like Denzel had a late push. For his award, but it's like who? Okay, I was just wondering what 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 they do, how they go about that, mm-hmm. and the, I know the Academy voters um, are like just a bunch of older dudes. Although they tried to weed some of that out, right? Yeah, they've uh, they've they've sort of altered the makeup a little bit to make it a little more diverse. Because I do remember our conversation last year where they yeah. had that the big controversy, not big, well, yes, big controversy yeah. about yeah. the white out or Oscars so white. I think that was a hashtag yeah. at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it seems like they. Uh, they yeah, diversified they a bit this year. Real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they did. And uh, um, there was a there was also another uh, a part at the Oscars too that um, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like um, yeah, it was yeah. where it was where they uh, Jimmy Kimmel had had a bit where this uh, tour group came in and he surprised them because his tour group didn't expect that they were going to walk into the Oscars live as it was happening. Mm-hmm. And so this tour group of you know ordinary looking people came, walked in and apparently um one of them was known as Gary from Chicago. This just is just this dude, you know, just recording everything on his smartphone, you know. And then Jimmy Kimmel was like, "You know you don't have to do that. We're we're on TV." And then Gary from Chicago was like, "No, I know, I know, but I want to do this." And w- watching that watching that whole segment made me cringe a little because A, it's like Stop! Experience the moment. Like, <laughs> put, yeah, that's put, that's that's just a lot of people. Yeah, it's like it's like put your phone away. Experience mm. the moment. God mm. damn it! Well, now we can experience it over and over again. Yeah, but, that's the thing. People miss the moment. They mm. miss the moment just to capture the moment. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, and that's yeah. why I hate that phrase, you know, and especially every time you say it, Carl, I just want to smack you. When you say <laughs> picks or it didn't happen, <laughs> that's not how you people live life, Carl. <laughs> I don't have to take a friggin' picture to, 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 to confirm the existence of something. That's great. Oh, you can man. draw us a photo, too. That works. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll take that. See, why do you have to say that? Now it's going to make me want to say it more. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I always notice, like, with Snapchat and stuff, as I'm doing something, I, I always think after the fact, like, oh, that would have been a really good thing to Snapchat. But then I'm like, I have to get my phone out, mm-hmm. uh, take a, take, open the app, 
mm. unlock it, open the app, and then like I miss it. So yeah. actually, I don't snap too often. All I did snap myself this morning, pouring myself a nice cup of hot cocoa. Coffee. <laughs> it was coffee. It was delicious. Coffee is the devil. Carl does not like coffee. Do you like coffee, Vic? I like iced coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I all s- gross. It's uh, I used to only do the iced coffee, but now I do. I do hot as well. I started brewing my own in my own coffee pot, Mr. Coffee Four Cup. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I have it ready in the morning. It's great. I didn't like it in college, but I grew to like it. Mm. It's gross. Yeah. It's one man's opinion, Carl. <laughs> well, I, I don't care. Hey, I'm entitled to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't say it as a definitive fact. Yeah. It is a definitive fact. <laughs> that's not, that's not how that works, Carl Burke. It's just an opinion. <laughs> yes, thank you. It is awful. <laughs> uh, uh, please continue, Victor. Yeah. yeah um, I also enjoyed uh, Barry Jenkins and uh, Taron Alvin McCraney winning Best Adapted Screenplay for Moonlight. Yeah, you did. Um, which is interesting uh, because uh, Moonlight was actually an original screenplay because it was based on an unproduced play mm-hmm. and Adapted adapted Screenplay is based on previously published material. Oh, so it wasn't published. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, okay. I thought I read somewhere that it was based on somebody's life too as well. Based on aspects of uh, Taron McCraney's life, because oh, okay. you know he was a uh, he's a black ma- a black gay man who grew up in Liberty City, Miami, yeah. and he had a drug act drug addict as a, as a for a mother, so he he used those aspects in that movie Moonlight. And it's like too because it didn't seem like one movie dominated. Although I guess Moonlight you could say, but there was some there was some. Uh Different movies in there, different actors from different movies getting getting recognition. Even Suicide Squad won an Oscar. Yo, <laughs> man, I I saw that. I said, wait, wait a minute, what? So, well, I can. So, uh, I guess uh, our friend John Haponic, uh, the number one uh, <laughs> DCEU troll, is probably on their payroll. He can brag that the DCEU, you know, they have three shitty films, mm. but they at least they can say that they they have one Oscar winning film. Mm. I don't think the MCU can say that yet. They've been nominated, but they don't think they have. How do they not have something for like? Costumes or something. Yeah, I don't know. Visual effects, at least. Yeah, yeah they, 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 do, they do a visual effects one. Like, they've been nominated for visual effects. I know mm. Doctor Strange was nominated for visual effects, mm. but Jungle Book won. We're going to have to do some research on that one. John Haponic. <laughs> yeah, so it was makeup and hairstyling, but at least uh, the it, WB it, can it's say an that. Oscar. An yeah, Oscar's yeah an you can Oscar. say, I'm an Oscar when you have to say what the Oscar's for. Just like, you go, you won an Oscar. Like yeah. you said, supporting actress, actress, doesn't matter. Yeah. Fucking won that shit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Suicide Squad's a shitty movie, but there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had really good makeup. I mean, that was really good pigtails on Harley yeah, Quinn. Like, yeah. Really great. Yeah, to the point where, like, every girl cosplayed Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. You'll be seeing that for a long time. Every yeah. Every girl. Although, you know, like, you know what kind of bothers me about the whole cosplaying with Harley Quinn and the Joker, for example? Everybody like, did it? Besides, that, besides the fact that everybody did it, like, people do it because, obviously, they look cool. But nobody seems to remember the fact that it's an abusive relationship, and Harley Quinn is a victim. <laughs> She's a victim. She's not an empowering character. That whole song in Suicide Squad, oh, you don't owe me? Bitch, the Joker owns you. <laughs> He's abusive. He got in your head. He's your pimp. Yeah, I think that's why yeah. they've, they've started making Harley Quinn more anti-hero-ish in like, the later comics. Like They're trying to separate her from that. So... We'll see where they go with that. But yeah, initial Harley Quinn, absolutely. Yes, that is an abusive relationship. Yeah. Oh, boy. But um, I'll tell you, odds are like a lot of people dressing up as Harley Quinn and stuff, they do not know nothing about that. Yeah. That's, that's also true. That is she true. She looks whatever. If you, Wait, you, you can, can tell me that ugly ass Joker won best costume? Yeah, right? It's for real, Coburn. <laughs> what the fuck? Damage, son. That's a, that's a, that's a travesty. <laughs> That is a travesty. Oh my! You know what? That's that's got to be something. I, oh my god! I, I can see I can see John Hapani totally rationalizing that. I mean, how do you win best hairstyling and makeup with those awful Joker Juggalo tattoos, man? 
and damaged on the forehead. Mm. Come on, that should have been disqualification. He did have a giant mouth on his arm, which I guess was cool. Blech. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just blech all around. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave that. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Moving on. John upon uh, it. Email the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, a couple other things I liked about the Oscars. Uh, Damien Chazelle uh, winning a Best Director for La La Land, making him the youngest uh, Best Director at 32 to win the La Oscar. La La Land took home a yeah, it took him, took him six Oscars. And plus, Damien Chazelle is another uh, hometown boy from Providence. Is he? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Providence boy. Nice. Yeah, so he took it home. And, uh, Ain't nobody saying a goddamn thing about him. <laughs> yeah. But um, but the then you then he got on then you finally had the moment of truth the final category the best picture of the 89th annual Oscars, and you had the two legends living legends Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway mm. uh, introduce the category Dick mm. Tracy and Bullworth. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, Dick Tracy and Bullworth and uh, Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, when uh, when when Beatty was about to announce the winner, he opened the envelope and then he realized something was wrong. And it looked like he was stalling just to just to make just to appear to be funny, but he really wasn't. He was like, "Uh, what do I do?" So he tried to pass it off to Faye Dunaway, and Faye Dunaway just looked at it and said, "La La Land." And so, <laughs> and and so when she announced it, the La La Land producers got on stage. There were a couple of them were in the middle of their acceptance speeches, and then you had a couple of the stage managers come out on stage and had to tell them in the middle of their speeches that there's been a mistake. Moonlight is the actual winner. And then, uh, and then one of the producers like blah 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 blah. We thank you, Kemi. Blah blah. Oh, we lost, by the way. And then uh, one of the pro- other other producers came in and said, "Yeah, there's been a mistake. Uh, Moonlight, you guys won. This is not a joke. Come on stage, please." And and then uh, he then he snatched a card from Warren Beatty and showed it to the camera. Said, "Moonlight, best picture. Moonlight is the best picture winner." And then Warren Beatty had to explain that you know uh, I looked at the card and it said Emma Stone. You know, La La Land. So apparently, somebody because because what 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 uh, the Academy does, their their accounting firm is Price Waterhouse Coopers. They're the ones who uh, tabulate all the votes and all the uh, all the uh, uh, envelopes. Mm-hmm. So they make two copies of each envelope. So apparently, somebody gave somebody gave the uh, 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 the extra copy of the Best Actress envelope to Beatty and Dunaway, which read Emma Stone, because mm-hmm. she won Best Actress. Yep. Yeah, and from what I heard, Emma Stone was actually holding her envelope. Yeah, she was holding her copy. Like, she so, was holding it in her hand, so yeah. I, didn't know they were, I didn't know they were two copies, so that kind of... Yeah, so like... So she didn't know what's going on, so apparently somebody didn't... Somebody effed up, so... Mm. Broily. That is a colossal fuck-up yeah. of... I don't use this word very often because I think it's overused. Epic proportions. <laughs> yes, because that has never happened before. No, and it, like it's, was, it cheated. Well, it happened at Miss yeah. America. I mean, Miss Universe last year. Right? How do you? How? 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 And it's it's funny because we were said off the air. It it wasn't like the best makeup. It was the best picture, which is the last one, right? It's yeah. the last yep. one they read off. Oh my god! Yeah. Just, yeah so like. They all should be gone by that point. It should be just one left. <laughs> yeah. that. So that just really like cheated Moonlight, you know, the producers of Moonlight from their moment. It's yeah. like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, yeah, we won. Ooh, like, great. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean Go team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it did kind of rob it kind of took away from the, their shine, the Moonlight uh, the producers and director. But it I mean it was still a significant moment too, but it also embarrassed the La La Land producers. Oh sure. Yeah, it's like when you it's like when you're throwing a surprise party 
Then the person that you're trying to surprise is cut. You think they're coming, mm-hmm. but the wrong person answers the door, so you waste the good surprise. That's, yep. <laughs> That's exactly on the wrong right. person, and the right person comes in like, oh, um, surprise. surprise, surprise! I guess, yeah. yeah. Congratulations, yeah. losers. Oh man, That's crazy. That's yeah. insane. Although, shout out to Emma uh, Emma Stone mm-hmm. for winning because. I remember her in Superbad like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> She's really come a long way. She has. Superbad was 10 years ago. It yeah, was. 2007, I believe. Yeah, August 2007, man. Yep. Uh, Jesus. I love that movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's a, you see how, because she, she was a barista before she acted, and that was her mm-hmm. first role, I believe. Like, big role, I should say. Yeah. And the catapult, boop, 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 all yeah. the way up. Because even, what's his name, um, was nominated for... The guy from Superbad. Oh, Jonah um, Hill? Yeah, he was yeah. nominated for Wolf on Wall Street, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, look at that. Hmm, I like that. Good for them. It's good it's, to see him grow. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I think he's doing comedies again. <laughs> yeah. And no, don't don't cheat yourself away. You can still grow, but mm-hmm. keep yourself where you at. You know? Oh, yeah. Where you came yeah. from. Never forget. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, like, like I will say that, like, you know, La La Land, like, I, it's a great film, and I love movie musicals. It's a, and it's a great mm-hmm. film. Hey, dude. But I was really happy that Moonlight won because I thought that was the best film of last year and it was the right film to win because you don't see films like Moonlight get made at all, especially nominated and awarded by the Oscars. Why is that? Because like it's a movie that that was considered is largely considered like very extremely niche. Mm-hmm. It's an independent production that's centered on a gay black man mm-hmm. in a poor ghetto neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You don't see movies like that like made or or recognized True. like beyond like like cult audiences yeah yeah and so a movie like moonlight to get those to get those honors is is enormously significant and it's actually i think the the first uh film in oscar history to have a, an entirely black cast you know win for win for best oh director. wow oh, cool yeah and um and as much as i would have loved to see barry jenkins win best director i think i think he'll he'll win it one of these days but uh but moonlight like i said it's an excellent film in fact Everybody's gonna try to go see Moonlight. In fact, it just came out today on oh, Blu-ray wow. and DVD. I love this film. If you haven't seen it yet, now's the time. Just, just buy it. Don't even mention. Just buy it. Everybody's gonna go see that movie. They have to movie update now. all the packaging now. Yeah, they're gonna have to update the packaging because the the packaging says uh, six Golden Globe nominations, uh, <laughs> and it and it did one win a Golden Globe for best picture drama, but. But yeah, Moonlight, it's a it's an excellent film. I'm so glad it won Best Picture. It's definitely the a case where the Oscars got it right. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't get them they got the moment wrong, but they got the, the they got they got the winner right. So I'm ha- I'm happy for it. Oscars, they, awesome, awesome stuff. They tried their best. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they oh broke. man, that's yeah, that's woof. Well, hopefully next year they'll announce the right winner. Yeah, but I'm glad they sorted it out, even though it was incredibly awkward. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Uh, anything else outside of the Academy Awards? Um, just one thing, real quick, mm-hmm. um, because I think the less you know about this movie, going into it, the better. I highly, enthusiastically recommend Get Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm is I'm going to go see it right after this. Awesome. So no, no spoilers, please. No spoilers. It's uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele, one half of Key and Peele, the comedy duo. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. And wow. this is a it's a legit horror movie. It's also a, a legit comedy. It's really it's a comedic um, horror film. A comedic horror film, which which smartly deals with race and p- 
privilege, white privilege, things like that. Uh, the, the basic premise is um, this this black, this black black dude named Chris, photographer. You know, he travels up to a affluent white suburbia with his white girlfriend Rose to meet her parents, and then well, shit gets a little too weird. You know, from from then on, mm-hmm. the less you know from mm. that from then on, the better. I do love Keen Peel. Um, I'm not that big of a fan of them though. Really? I really? like I like the couple I like the couple of skits, you know, the substitute teacher. Yeah, yeah. Um the East West Bowls have been my favorites. Mm-hmm. But um I'm sure there was another one too. I think the, Outca- yeah, the Outcast reunion was pretty good. The funny. celebration one for the football player. That was pretty good. Yeah, the two okay, pumps, yeah. the two pumps. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Hey, well, good. Yeah, yeah the excesses. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have to get a full review from the both of you next week. We'll get a Victor review, and then we'll get a Carl Bird review. Oh, I want to hear a Carl summary. He's a back. If we can hear a Carl Bird summary of Get Out. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm bringing my popcorn next week. Perfect, perfect. (laughs) But yes, Get Out, see it. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Still, which is That's impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. See it. All right, cool. Carl, you are going to see it today, but before before that, what else, what do you have for us? I've literally been working too damn much, and uh, so in my spare in my spare time, I started watching. See, I started watching House of Cards. Mm-hmm. I've made attempts to watch it before with people, and it just never like we never commit to it. So I was like, "All right, screw other people. I'm gonna watch it my damn self." Mm-hmm. So, and I just finished season one last night. Yeah, last night. Mm-hmm. Last night. So I started season two today with a nice big shocker um i actually recommend you guys seeing it you know especially if you guys are into like politics or whatever and it just shows like how corrupt um our government can be mm-hmm. and it's not even like being corrupt against you know the citizens it's they're literally corrupt against each other mm. now it starts kevin spacey right? yeah yeah kevin spacey robin wright who's all who i always affectionately known as jenna jenna yeah <laughs> she's also uh Princess Buttercup, Princess Bride. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She played in a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and Mahershala Ali is in it as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I highly recommend that. And um, I know I'm a bit late on this one, probably about like a year or two late. But I started playing Destiny. Oh yeah, you don't hear about that too much anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. The the hype is gone. My dad. What it what happened was my dad. He bought the my dad's somewhat of a gamer, and he bought the Destiny PlayStation Four. That came with it, and the white one, and all that. And my dad couldn't play it. I mean, I think he's still used to the whole run and jump, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, can I play Destiny? All right, just make sure you teach me how to play it. That's going to be a difficult task. But I'll, I'll try it. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm. I need to invest me. I need to invest in like a webcam just so I can start twitching myself. <laughs> we all just don't want to see Maurice. Nope. Nope." Someday soon, though. Um, you don't need a webcam to like show yourself. You can still st- stream it as long as you have the Wi-Fi. They just oh. won't be able to see you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can just do it without like the PlayStation camera. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the, other than that, that's it. I like that's it. That's it on my end. Well, okay, well, I'm uh, I'm about 27 years behind on this game that I've been playing this past weekend. Well, it's an, it's an oldie, and we talked about it <laughs> the other week. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the new Super Mario Brothers. Uh, but the one that I played this weekend with Jess was Super Mario Brothers 3, the your favorite one, call bird. The one right behind <laughs> Right behind me. Yep, can't see on the Facebook Live today. But, yep, that's what we played. Um, also, this week I watched a show on Freeform. Was actually, I'll get into Super Mario Brothers in a second, called uh, The Fosters. And I got to watch a couple episodes. It's one of Jess's shows. And it was about two. it's about a lesbian couple who foster a bunch of children. 
and it's about the hijinks that they all get into. Oh, there's like a dramedy type deal on Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family. Yeah. Formerly known as Fox Family. Uh, it was kind of fun. It was, it was it was decent. They had some intriguing storylines, but the funny thing was they have the, the two parents and all the foster kids, and one foster kid was in juvie for a crime they didn't commit. One had just cheated on their SATs and got caught. One had just tried marijuana. One had just stolen their siblings medication and one had just gotten into a car accident and got a traumatic brain injury so i was just like you sure you ain't watching degrassi <laughs> that, i i thought that i totally thought that i didn't say yeah, anything but i totally thought and one of the and one of them yeah the one that was uh had the brain injury i was like oh man he's probably gonna be like drake one day because <laughs> drake was in the wheelchair in degrassi <laughs> Oh, Aubrey, whatever his name is. I was watching that episode, so oh. like, I really just sat there. I was at a friend's house. They had a Degrassi marathon, and I literally just watched this, and I'm just like, and, that, and somebody was telling me, oh, my God, you should hear him. He's a rapper. He's from Degrassi. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one of my, my siblings watched the old Degrassi, and then I remember seeing the next. Uh, I'm sorry. With Drake in it, right? No, no, the original Degrassi from like the nine, 80s or 90s. Mm. It was like an OG Degrassi. Oh. And then this was like the next generation where they people from the original one were parents now, and then Drake was in it, and I just and I remember like seeing it, snippets of it, stuff like that, and then I remember Drake was a rapper, and I saw him, I'm like, that's a motherfucker from Degrassi, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know rappers that well or anything like Jimmy. that. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair, Jimmy in the wheelchair. I was like, that's weird. Um, yeah, it reminded me of that, and the guy that had the the kid that had the dramatic brain injury, I was like, he's gonna be, yeah, he's gonna be Drake one day. And all I could think of was like, if these were like real parents, these. DCYF would have taken these kids ages ago, ago. <laughs> but I think they had all been officially adopted. I don't know. It was, it was all right. I, I, even then, still, because like, I think when you, even then, I think somebody correct me when I'm wrong. Like mm. even if you adopt somebody, I think DCYF still like checks up on you. I would assume so. I don't know, but it's all you know, good television. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I will say I got a little invested. I was intrigued by it. The acting was pretty good for you know reform, um, and I think it just shows that. There's a show out there, like every network has new shows. TNT has new shows, TBS. So yeah, if you if you're looking for something, you'll find it. But I would not She made you watch that. Most yes. <laughs> yes. I mean I didn't say no. Uh she had to catch up on her DVR. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll watch it. I was, uh, I'd watch it again. Um uh, we didn't play Super Mario Brothers three. And interesting thing about this, because I just played I've been playing all the new Super Mario Brothers and I wanted and just wanted to play Super Nintendo. So you get that out and um it was Super Mario All Stars for the Super Nintendo, yeah. And she, and I was like, I didn't want to say anything. I was like, I want to play Mario, but I want to play Mario Three so bad because we've been talking about it. And also, it's behind me every freaking time we record. And then she was like, I want to play this one. I was like, Yes. <laughs> so we started playing that. Was um, she Luigi? She was Luigi. I was so <laughs> mad, but she was a younger sibling too, so she understands the plight. Uh, but yeah, because I I had the controller and I thought I was freaking Luigi, and I pressed A, and I, I was like, Oh, I'm Mario is turd. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah, she picked she picked Luigi. That's okay. Um, it was funny, like in comparison to the new Super Mario Brothers games, they're so freaking easy. They're so easy compared to these. Now, did you use the whistles? No, I did say no whistles. I said no whistles because I wanted to play all th- all the way through. We did the same thing with uh, Super Mario World, and we played that like uh, earlier this year. Last year, I said no Star Worlds, yeah. no none of that, because uh, I just wanted to see if we can go all the way through. Like I know where the whistles are; I can grab them if I need to. Um, but it's so hard. Like Super Mario Brothers, the new Super Mario Brothers. Like I finished, and even Super Mario 3D Land, I had like a hundred lives, like two, like so many. Like I was had no fear. This one, I was in World Two, I had like seven. And it was like the, the coins are rare. Like you have to get every single coin if you want to get an extra life. And the other one, they're they're freaking barfing all over you. Mm. But in this one, this is really hard. And we got one level 
we couldn't freaking beat, and I totally forgot that you can just pick up the blue blocks because I'm really dumb. It's been a long time. So I was, I was like trying to figure it out, and then Big Bertha. I think I know which one you're talking I about. I hate Big Bertha. She's the worst. She's my least favorite Mario villain of all time. She ate me not, like, so many times. But it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it immensely. And the other thing about the new Super Mario Brothers game is, like, these ones are so, they're so, like, obviously original, but, like, inventive and stuff. And the new ones are just kind of, like, blah. But these are, like, all so cool and so well done. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same people, not the same people working on them, but they need to get those old people back. Shigeru Miyamoto. He needs to get back on that. <laughs> but a lot of fun. Uh, then one game I'm also behind on, Carl Bird, is The Division. Me and my brother started playing that for our Thursday night gaming. Uh, the four-player uh, third-person shooter, Tom Clancy's The Division. We New York is overrun by a Friday the 13th, uh, I don't know, I'm sorry, Black Friday uh, virus where they put out all the money. And then you get sent in there to help save the city and figure out what went wrong and all that good stuff. So we just started playing that. I'm level nine right now. Um, we have, it's really, it's it's difficult. It is difficult. Uh, but we have a party of four, and you, can, you have to get you have to utilize cover. You can't just jump, run, and gun. You'll get knocked down in a second. Mm-hmm. So I started playing that. It's enjoyable. It's the same, you know. It's got like MMO feelish to it because there's other players running around in a, the world. You have to get loot and get the best equipment, and that can be a little tedious from time to time. But it's fun leveling up. I, I always enjoy leveling up in all those games. Okay, now seeing that is February twenty eighth. How's your four in February? Uh well it's not great because <laughs> I never beat the secret worlds of Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, but I did play a lot of games this month, which is more than I usually play. So you're gonna have to take it. You're gonna have to take that, Carl Bird. <laughs> um, I don't think you can beat the division either because it's an MMO. Uh, so yeah, we started playing that. Um, multiplayer. I, I, we were nervous about playing it for a while, but it was on sale on Amazon for like ten bucks a few oh. months ago. So we all just picked it up. And my cousin didn't like it when it first came out. Uh, you know, uh, friend of the show, John Grace, and he said it's gotten, he played it again, he said it's gotten better. It's very similar to the ESO that I've talked about, Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. They have to re-review these games because they're so, they change so dramatically. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, can't just go. with like all the DSO, DL, yeah. DLCs and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like the way, and especially MMOs and like new, like they change abilities and they, they really need to do that. So, but so far so good with the four of us. I wouldn't recommend soloing it, although a friend of mine did Lone Wolf, he said, and it took him a long time, but he really enjoyed the game, so <laughs> he killed it. He jumped in at one second uh, just to, you know, help us out real quick, but a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I'll uh, review it more as we go along, and you might be seeing a stream of that down the road. We'll see. We will awesome. see. Yeah. It'll be tough, but we'll see. Uh, that's all I got. Anything else, boys? I'm good. Am I in? Nice. News and notes, Vic. Yeah. Lead us through it. Uh, well, we begin with one uh, big uh, hip-hop beef going on. Uh, Remy Ma eviscerates Nicki Minaj's career and life with the diss track Sheether. Carl, what you got? Man. Man. <laughs> Man. Well, I can only go from my point of view. So, like, while I was at work, I just kept, I know I, I was Facebooking while I was at work, <laughs> but I just kept seeing it all over my timeline. Sheet the sheet the sheet. I'm like, damn, there's actually a beef. Okay, rap beef. Because rap beef really hasn't been the same. I mean, like, we had Drake versus Meek Mill last, what, last year, two years ago? Yeah. Around that time. So, it was, I mean, it was cool, but it was just too much of a landslide. So, I mean, we haven't had a real real rap beef battle in forever. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I got some downtime. Listen to it. And Jesus Christ. 
this was, I mean, this was vicious. This was the rap beef that I, this is what I grew up on, you know, with records like No Vaseline by Ice Cube, uh, Jay-Z's Takeover, um, Tupac's Hit Him Up, Nas's Ether, which is the beat that um, Remy Ma used for Sheetha. And I mean, like, she just went, I mean, she just exploited Nicki Minaj in so many ways that, I mean, it was it was one of the best disc records I've heard in a long, long, long time. Like, what were some of the things that she said in that record, though? Oh, um, I, w- I wish I, like, you know what? Let me actually, like, go through. I got to look up the lyrics. But, um. Okay, so let me ask this question. As okay. a man who does not partake in these rap battles, um, who is, I know who Nicki Minaj is. just because yeah. based off of, you know, pop culture. Yeah. Uh, who is Remy Ma? I thought it was a, I thought it was a man at first. Nope, it's yeah. a woman. Remy Ma, she um she came up with um like Big Pun and Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. So that was her uh, like that's who she's affiliated with. She actually just released a, a duet album with um with Fat Joe called Plato y Plomo, which is uh Spanish for um silver and lead. Mm-hmm. So any so anyways, she um yeah, that's what you know. That's where she came in. She was uh, locked up for a gun incident um, some years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was locked up for that. Excuse me, I'm trying to like look up the lyrics. Oh, here we go. And damn it, <laughs> bad, uh, okay, bad website. All right, here we go. I should be good. But anyway, yeah, she was locked up for it. So during that time, that was when um, Nicki Minaj, you know, ascended and you know uh-huh. she grew to popularity and stuff. But she was always like one of those. She came up as a battle rapper. Right, but then she turned to like the pink pop stuff. No, that was a, Nikki, yeah, but then but oh, no, Remy Re- was Re- always a battle gotcha. rapper. You can one of her first um well known records was um Annie Up with MOP. I'm pretty sure that you heard it. Circa two thousand one. Yeah. Is that like are you down with OPP? No, no that's noted by nature. Yeah, that's nineteen ninety three. I don't know. I I was I don't not only do I not I listen to love, rap, I don't you listen know, to music. I would love yeah. to Record a video of you mm. listening to this and your reaction, and put it on our, our Codex YouTube. I can certainly check it out. Um, now, uh, oh, I forgot where I was going with that. So she was coming up, and then she her career was um, railroaded by these criminal charges. Right. Okay. She was in jail. Yeah, she was in jail. I want to say for like seven years. Oh damn! Okay, that's why I never heard of her. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably heard heard her heard her on the song "Lean Back." Yes. The the woman rapping in the song, mm-hmm. that's Remy Ma. Uh, okay, I know who that is now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. So, I mean, she went to she ended up like going into detail about her and um Nicki Minaj and, and um, Meek Mill's uh relationship, um how Nicki Minaj had plastic surgery done, how she's supporting her brother who has who has um child molestation charges against him mm. and all that and how she's supporting him. I mean, it was, it was like, it was savage. Mm. So what, savage. what prompted this savagery? Well, it started, it, it started where, um, well, if you ever hear Remy Ma rap, if it sometimes it will sound like she's talking about somebody when mm. she's not, she's even said it on the breakfast club where she says like, listen, if I'm going to be talking about somebody, I'm gonna say their name. Mm-hmm. So if you hear the ways that if you if you would have heard her on um, a song called "The Wait a Minute Remix," 
um, I forgot the original art, the name of the artist was, but she was featured on that song, and um, it sounds like she was throwing shots at Nicki Minaj, but it was, but she said no, it wasn't. She's just putting it out there, and Remy just claims that yo, there was no beef or whatever. So then, Nicki must misconstrued that, so she fit, she apparently um, fired shots on um, Victor's favorite Gucci Mane. Burr. <laughs> on his song called Make Love and Jason Derulo's song Swalla, which led to Sheetha. Okay. I mean, and the so internet it's, it's, has, it's, it, the song broke the internet. It was a case of uh, they, she thought she was talking about her, but she wasn't. Yeah. So Nikki responded angrily, and yeah. then Remy Ma responded in kind. That's an understatement. Hmm. <laughs> now I feel so. No, to someone like me, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. She'll just wake up tomorrow and release another album. But in the rap community, it seems like this is a much bigger deal, Carlberg. Yeah, she, Nikki needs to like respond like fast. I heard she has something in the works, but mm. from what it seems, what it sounds like, R- Remy's winning this. But but like, what were some of the things that she said in the record specifically that made it so vicious, though? Oh damn, you really wanna? Okay. <laughs> Because, like, cause, you know, when you say, like, you know, that it was so vicious and visceral, and it was, but, you know, there were some things that she said in the record that... And I saw... Okay, here's a li- here's the lyrics, so it's probably going to sound horrible just because I'm reading it. And I saw Meek at All-Star. He told me your ass dropped. He couldn't, he couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. The surgery to get yes. ass replacement. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good. Now, I don't think y'all understand how bad her ass got. The implants she put in her ass popped. I was like, damn, 90 days, you couldn't have box. Box meaning? Relations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did she at least compensate? God, give it, start giving, him, giving you mad top? Ooh. Oh, my. Yeah. Her name, Minaj, right? You ain't throw to some... You ain't th- she ain't throw you some bad shot, bad thoughts. Okay, yeah, I'm reading this <laughs> off. Oh, well, Carl, I'm glad you weren't this a is so rapper. Bad. Um, I can. Carl, read yeah. the lyrics. <laughs> no, it was sound off. Do right, you want me to read I'm the just, lyrics? You know what? Yes, yes. <laughs> Let me see this. Yeah, right, I'm is trying this... to. Okay, start where it says hook. Okay, <clears throat> do I have to read hook. No, no. Nope. The, no. Okay, the hook comes in. Yeah. Got it. No, the hook. This, this is the hook. These are the lyrics. Oh, it is the hook. <laughs> Fuck with your soul like sheather. You ain't the queen. I'll show you lipo your ass and belly. I prove you lost already. Do I say not lose? I will not lose. Those yeah. are like, um, they're like ad libs. Okay, okay, okay. They told you your whole career. to the verse. Okay. They told you your whole career I'd come home and kill you, right? Haha, I told you I wasn't talking about your dumb ass. It looks stupid. You literally got a dumb ass talking cray. We all know that, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you dumb ass. Let's be honest. You stole that line about bitches being your sons, how you take my own nine jail tweet and run. So she, so Nikki took one of her things. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Talking about bringing this knives awesome. to a fight with guns when the only shot you ever took was in your butt. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man! And I saw Meek at All Star. He told me your ass dropped. He couldn't fuck you for three months because your ass dropped. Now I don't think y'all understand how bad her ass got. The implants that she put in her ass popped. I was like, damn! Ninety days you couldn't have box. Did she at least compensate? Start giving you mad top. Her name Minaj, right? She ain't throw you some bad thoughts. He said, nah, that's when I knew you was really a trash bop. You was screaming free Remy when I was upstate doomed. But now that you, they freed Remy, you don't sing the same tune. That's good <coughs> Who's Remy, your brother? No, Re- Remy is Remy Ma, the one who's... Oh, shit, duh. <laughs> yeah, more okay. respecting that hot oh. fire, son. Oh, yeah. So she wanted her to be free. First of all, the not... song is seven minutes. That's why I was trying to skip over stuff. Yeah, I'm not going all the way. That is really... Wow, that's a long song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you get so into it lyrically, yeah. you just... Like... Yeah, I got you. Damn, she really... Oh, my. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. This is why we need to shoot the video that's of your good. reaction. That's good. Yeah, it's... uh. It, there's there's a lot there's a lot of uh, so she wrote that in like a day, possibly yeah yeah good for her. I mean she collected information from yeah, me right. apparently yes. yes. The, the, oh and the memes are ridiculous mm. and the line that made me chuckle where she said that you fucked the whole empire who are you trying, trying to, to be, be cookie? cookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, of oh, course you love cookie. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. That's that's good. That then, that was good. Nice job, Remy Ma. Yeah, and then she then she uh, Remy Ma goes into how how much. Just how much uh, Nicki Minaj is taking advantage of business-wise, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how she's not making as much money as she should, mm-hmm. you know, because a typical record industry contract and all. Yeah, that. Yeah, what this something happened similar with the uh, not the the rap beef, but what was that other rap rapper's name? She was white though. Oh, she was Australian. Uh, Iggy. Oh, uh, Iggy Azalea. Yeah, she was like yeah. really big, and then all of a sudden it all came crashing down, and people started like taking shots at her. Yeah, yeah. she just she really couldn't handle it. Yeah, I don't think people like Nicki Minaj too much because she's like. I think they she like turned into a fake rapper. She's like all pop now. Like she sings in her songs. I don't know. You guys tell me. Well, I think I think she has a she she would have a good talent for voice acting because mm-hmm. she can do a British accent. But mm. um, she just she just comes off as like a, a live plastic mannequin, you know, oh. with with a, with a human soul. All right, here's it. the here's the line about her brother. I and I got a few words for you, moms of the bars. Guess who supports a pop, uh, Guess who supports a child and molester? Nicki Minaj. You pay for your brother's wedding. That's hella foul. How are you spending money to support a pedophile? You Walking Dead man, sending threats to him. I guess that's why they call you Bobby because you was next to Ken. Damn, I'm a better rapper than Carl, by the way. In case anyone was <laughs> <laughs> sending your votes, codexofpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Oh boy, that that's, came out that's good stuff. I like that. Yeah, good. nice job, Remy Ma. I'm, intru- I'm interested to see the response from Nicki Minaj, and I will try to listen to the the entire thing. But well, seven minutes is a long time. You get, trust me, you get into it, and it just kind, it just kind of goes by. All right. Yeah. But yeah, we got, we got to put that video on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Hip hop, yeah, hip hop, bringing cultures together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, shifting gears from that, uh, we do have another uh, unfortunate, well, real life death. Unfortunately, um, Bill Paxton, uh, the the great actor, uh, passed away this past weekend at the age of 61 due to complications from surgery. Uh, he survived by his wife and two children. Paxton, he's known in a lot. He's been starting. He started in a lot of uh, James Cameron movies, most notably Aliens. Mm-hmm. You remember uh, he played the guy Hudson. Game over, man. <laughs> My favorite line. I hear that all the time. Yeah, he was in all. He was also in Apollo 13, Predator 2. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. That was, his, I think, it was one of his most recent roles. Mm-hmm. And he was also in the TV series Big Love. 
Nice. He was also in Agents of Shield for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. One of my favorite movies of all time, especially growing up in the '90s, was Twister. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in that. <laughs> so yeah, he was he was good. He was always one of the very solid guys. You know, you know, he always gave a good performance in all the movies. Yeah, he played John Garrett. Yep. Yeah. Hydra agent. I don't think he ever had a bad performance. If I'm being honest, but yeah, Twister is. I loved that movie growing up. That was like a big blockbuster at the time. Yeah. It kind of overshadowed now because obviously it came around the time like the same like Jurassic Park and stuff. It was like when the big blockbusters really started rolling yeah, out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I think that was the same year as Independence Day, correct? I, yeah, yeah, I believe so, yep. Yeah, so R.I.P. Bill Paxton, yeah. very good actor. That's a really unfortunate. Oh, yeah. And uh, some other news, uh, Hayao Miyazaki uh, is returning from retirement. Uh, he's the legendary uh, co-founder of Studio Ghibli and the director of several anime classics like Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, so many others. Uh, he's going to be directing a new movie, no details yet, uh, but um, uh, Ghibli producer Toshio Suzuki did confirm that the studio will return to produce uh, feature-length anime films, as well as, and Miyazaki will helm uh, the first full-length CG animated movie from the studio. So That'll be interesting to see, because he's always done animated stuff. Yeah, so that's cool. yeah, it's like traditional anime. So yeah, traditional, yeah. if I want to see like CG anime done in the Studio Ghibli style, that'd be real interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, some other news: uh, Castlevania. I didn't know this stuff, but apparently, Netflix, <laughs> me either. Yeah, Netflix is going to have a Castlevania series to be released this year. I can't wait. That'll be it. That'll be very interesting. Oh, I tried playing the game on the NES Classic. That's fucking hard. My favorite yeah, is yeah. My favorite is um. What the heck? Which one? Uh, Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah with uh, Alucard. Not, actually, not the Belmont family, which is what looks like Netflix is following. But mm-hmm. I, I I read this today when you posted it. I did not realize this was a thing, and I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, this will break the uh, video game to TV film curse. Mm-hmm. This will be the rare example. It might actually be good. But um, it's going to be... Well, the the producer, uh, Adi Shankar, says that the, the, the show is going to be in the vein of Game of Thrones. And it's going to be R-rated, R-rated as fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah. And there's going to be a, a part one of season one, which will be four 30-minute episodes. I like that. Small bite-sized chunks. And all mm-hmm. Netflix, I'm assuming they'll put it all at once. That's great. That the Netflix, they give you the, the space you need. You know, to do what you need to do. So I'm looking forward to that a lot by a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see what Netflix brings. Uh, there's also going to be a Nightwing movie in the works as part of the DCEU. We even get Robin yet. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this, I hate this in so many ways. Tell him why you're mad, Maurice. Well, I love, I love Dick Grayson. I love uh, Nightwing. Mm. But I don't want Nightwing in DCEU. Like, the story of Robin to Nightwing could be told in a series of movies. Hmm. You really could tell that story. Yeah. It, you, you can't just, like Ricardo Burton said, you can't just introduce Nightwing without even talking about Robin. We talked about this last week, I think. Hmm. We said, like, obviously everyone knows these backstories, but not a lot of people know that Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. That's not super well known. Well... I think it's fairly well known. Well, I guess I'm on comic book. Uh, Everyone knows Robin. I will say that. But like Dick Grayson, the fact that he, after Robin, he because a lot of people didn't even know Jason Todd, like didn't even know who Jason Todd was. Yeah. You know, because that was like so long ago. Mm. But it's just like, really? You're just going to throw a Nightwing movie out there just for funsies? Like mm. what? Well, I guess maybe you can kind of spin it as maybe Dick Grayson was tired of Batman killing people and he wanted sure. to go his own way. Yeah. But like not even like a, like I understand that you don't need hints all over the place, but. 
there hasn't even been a whisper that he exists in that universe. Mm. And it's just, it's so oh, there, <clears throat> there was because then, um, yeah, Batman walked by the yeah, that was Jason Todd's suit though. Oh, it wasn't Dick Grayson. That's that's the other thing that's going to yeah. confuse people. Like, oh, which Robin got killed? Mm. And that and Dick Grayson also does not kill. And that Robin, Jason Todd's thing, had like a freaking sword at the end of his thingy. So Dick Grayson better not kill too. That shit's fucked up. I just don't like it. It's like, and I mean, Chris McKay's good. I like him a lot. I want to see Lego Batman. I heard really good things, but eh, it's just, it ugh. like t- like mm. I just don't <laughs> like it. It's not in this universe. They need to start over, man. They need to start. They do over. They do. Yeah. The Oscar-winning DCEU needs to start <laughs> over. And I love like I love the entire Bat family. Uh, Dick Grayson especially. Um, Fucking a, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. I mean, it's kind of like bringing it, bringing in uh, Damian Wayne with no introduction, right? It's like, wait, who's Damian Wayne? He has, he has a son. Well, then who's the mom? Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot Who of people. Who's Damian Wayne's mom? Uh, Talia. Talia Al-Ghul. Al-Ghul. Oh, Okay. Yeah, that's he's like a he's the newest Robin, and he's actually been getting like a if this were, if you were a wrestler, he's been getting a Roman Reigns style push these past like five years. Like he's getting pushed hard. Mm. He's actually got his own series now with Superboy. Mm. Um. And he had there was there was when when uh, Batman first got his back broken and uh, what the hell's his name took over Azul uh, Azul or I forget what Raz Azul no 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 uh, um, I know who you're talking about um, yeah he took over Dick Grayson was very upset um, he should have taken over as Batman then and ba- Batman saw the error of his ways when he had to come fix stuff um, and then when Batman died. And in, in, uh, Identity Crisis or Infinite Crisis, the very, very last one, Dick Grayson did take over for Batman and I actually read some of his series. Who was it again? As, Azrael. Azrael, yeah. yeah. And then Azrael that's in Arkham Asylum slash City is not the same one. He's a different one. Okay. Um, so I, I read the Batman series when Robin took over after Batman died and went went through time. Uh, that was really good. It was nice because like, it was like Batman and like the uh, – the criminals were like, why is Batman smiling? Like, he, he fights differently. Like, Joker knew it wasn't the real Batman. Well, the original Batman, because just his fighting style was so much different. Um, but he got to end some stuff with Two-Face that went back a really long time. It was a really different dynamic, Batman and Robin, because it was him. Dick Grayson was a happy Batman. And then Damian Wayne was like a brooding Robin. So it was a nice change of pace. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Damian Wayne is getting a big, big push. And uh, then Dick Grayson actually faked his own death and became like a secret agent and he had a, a series called Grayson which is actually really good too it was like outside the tights which oh, I really nice. liked so not too thrilled with the news I'm happy that it's being made just like I was happy there was a Batman Superman but not with the creative team behind it yeah just like WWE I feel like they have lots of talent and not the people right people pushing the people behind not not the right puppet masters behind the scenes uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh were you gonna say something Carl no I wasn't I was Okay. Uh, we do have a, a finally a director for The Batman, after mm-hmm. all. Matt Reeves. Yeah, it's dropped like right after we finished recording last week. Yeah, Matt Reeves yeah, is, yeah. in fact, going to direct The Batman, uh, which was originally Ben Affleck's job, but he's just going to star in it. Yeah. There was a little drama. They didn't even like mention Ben yeah. Affleck at all. And that was some of the drama. People were like, is Ben Affleck still doing it? Is Ben Affleck still doing it? I think he's still doing it. <laughs> but I, I think, because Ben Affleck is now... Uh, not now, but he's always been. Like, you know, he's an actor, and he's developed into a director, screenwriter, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like stupid people hammering him in the head with bullshit is. I don't think he's gonna like it very long. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I believe it, mm-hmm. especially with them with 
DC. Oh yeah, the mm. PWB idiots. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to other comic book movie news, uh, an X Force movie is in the works, which will be co-written by Ryan Reynolds and Joe Carnahan, who's Joe Carnahan will also direct this film. And uh, X Force, just like Deadpool, is going to be part of the X Men Cinematic Universe by 20th Century Fox. So, what do you guys think about that? Ryan, well, Ryan, if Ryan Reynolds is involved, then this means it's a pa- it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, good funding, and it will, hopefully it'll just be done right. If he's yeah, if he's directing it, yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. just be done right. right. He knows he knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know too much about X Force. Um, Me neither. Like, is it is it like the more like black ops version of x-men i know they're based in canada if, if i'm not mistaken yes i believe yes. it's like it's i think it's like suicide squadish because i know deadpool started in x-force mm-hmm. i believe that's where he goes and i start. think cable was one of them too yeah. yeah so i wonder i'm i wonder if deadpool will star in this not star but have like a iron man type role like he's gonna have in spider-man or something mm-hmm. um but yeah they're like a, a cool i think not hipper cooler but i believe just more yeah black opish slash they do what needs to be done type of thing. Um, I haven't really read too much of them, but from what I understand, X-Force in the early 90s like really pushed Marvel sales like big time. Yeah. Mm. X-Men in the 80s and 90s was like the best selling, and they just pushed out tons of X-Men stuff. I think I have their number one comic. X-Force? I think so. I'm going to have to look in my older collections. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I have it. Yeah, because mm. yeah, because so current members are Nemet, Cap, uh, Doctor Nemesis, Psylocke. Uh, they had former, yeah, former X Men members. X twenty three was there. Wolverine's been in there. Mm. Uh, they started off in New Mutants one hundred. Now it's kind of like the thing where X Men was so popular they just kind of branched it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Ryan Reynolds is good. I really like the gray. So hey, go get him, Joe Camahan. Uh Carnahan. Carnahan. Oh, that, yeah, that oh, is yeah. a... Uh, Listen, R&M. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. Yeah. My mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last news headline here, uh, Shadow of Mordor is getting a sequel this year called Middle Earth Shadow of War. Mm. Yeah. I can't wait. The trailer just dropped yesterday. Yeah, today. Today or yesterday. It no, was, it, no was, it was yesterday. It okay. leaked out. It leaked out from Target's international website by accident, the game cover. Mm-hmm. And then I think the... WB pushed out the trailer oh, okay. and then they said March 8th is the video you're going to see actual gameplay mm-hmm. I feel like it was probably meant for next week but this kind of forced their hand a little bit yeah. well if you want to see the trailer yeah. it's on our Facebook <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I love it I love Lord of the Rings first of all um, I love Shadow of Mordor it's the first game I played on my Xbox One I was like when I bought it, I was like oh yeah I want to play this with it the Nemesis system is, system is really cool Room for Growth which I hope they do in the sequel mm-hmm. um, You can't, if, you're, if you're a big lore guy or canon guy it's like kind of like people complain about that stuff all the time it's like whatever let it go have a little fun mm-hmm. because they had tons of easter eggs in that game like all over the place like different characters from lord of the rings cimmerillion um the hot uh, early hobbit stuff mm-hmm. the appendix appendices because after return of the king there's appendices that go on forever there's tons of stuff in the tolkien universe mm-hmm. um the the rights to lord of the rings are a little tricky or, like, how it all takes place, because everyone expects to see, like, Aragorn from the movies and this stuff. So, because Warner Brothers and New Line did the movies, whenever you see a Warner Brothers game, like Shadow of Mordor, War, Two Towers, Return of the King, it is based off of the movies. Okay. Or, like, the the same, everyone looks, you know, looks like the movies, you kind of, like, imagine it in the same timeline type deal. Mm-hmm. And then, whenever you see another video game, 
Lord of the Rings style that is not made by WB. It is set in like the literary universe. So if you ever play Lord of the Rings online, Aragorn looks nothing like Viggo Mortensen. Mm. Legolas does not look like Orlando Bloom. It's based off of like their own renderings, different stuff. And the funny thing is, because I remember when I was in high school, I didn't get this because the Fellowship of the Ring, when that came out, that video game was made by um, Vivendi. And then Two Towers and Return of the King were made by WB. And those were really fun games, Mm -hmm. but they were totally based off of the movies and they're really fun co-op type deal. Mm -hmm. But the Fellowship, I was like, why is this so weird? (laughs) And it wasn't very good. But yeah, so it gets a little strange. Um, But this one's a special case, Shadow of Mordor War, because it's set in the movie universe, but they use tons of literary stuff. Mm. Like uh, in Gandalf, he's uh, the gray, white wizard, Sauron, the uh, brown wizard, Radagast. There's even two blue wizards in the Lord of the Rings canon, Mm. or the Tolkien canon. Mm. Um, And they actually go east. So there's like east. Hold on, it's going to get a little weird. Mm. So the the planet of Mm. Lord of the Rings is called Arda. Arda. Middle okay. Earth is literally just a continent. Mm-hmm. There's like other continents like South America, other stuff. There's mm-hmm. other names there too, but I can't remember them. Mm-hmm. So like to the east is where the darker skinned uh, like humanoids are. Mm-hmm. Like the Carl Birds of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and the Blue Wizard and like, e- like Mordor goes all the way east, like really, really, really far back. So if mm-hmm. you ever look at, if you Google it, look at like the, the Tolkien um, uh websites, the wikis and stuff. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So the blue wizards actually went east and no one ever knows what happened to them. But then in like Shadows of Mordor, you actually find like one of their hats or something like that. And you, you read about it. Like it had a good lore, a good codex, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And you could read about all that stuff. And you like never see the Lord of the Rings games, especially WB ones. So that was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And that, those are plastered all over the game world, the open world. So I'm really looking forward to it more, uh, the future. The story's a little silly, like what they're trying to do with it. Like, oh, you're going to forge your own ring of power and go against Sauron. Like, that didn't, that's not really canon, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking have fun. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> I just want to kill orcs. <laughs> but I just love the Lord of the Rings um, stuff. And uh, Middle Earth, the Middle Earth Enterprises owns, uh, is run by Christopher Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien's son. Uh, the, the rights were weird back in the day because Tolkien sold the rights to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings um, to, like, pay a tax bill. Mm-hmm. way back in the day and then it kind of like turned into somehow New Line getting it but he didn't sell the Cimmerillion which is other stuff so when like The Hobbit was made they could use some characters but not others mm. so that's why that got development hell for a while it just got really weird but I think it's all under the same umbrella now but I can't wait for that game mm. and I have, especially if it comes out with the new Xbox I'm totally gonna get that oh I can't wait when are you gonna sign back into PlayStation? <sighs> when I go beat Uncharted 4 probably you still haven't beat that yet? No. That's, I'll play it tonight, and that could be my four for four, my February for fours. I talked a lot on this episode. Oh, boy. I'm really, <laughs> really liking, I'm really liking this news, man. But you said you're playing Shadow of Mordor right now? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm, How are you liking it? Oh, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very, very much a mix of uh, Assassin's Creed and the Arkham yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play. And the interesting thing, yeah. thing is, too, a lot of games haven't like copied the Nemesis system, which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. and different. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll see it when you're playing now. If you go like, you have to like put together a mural and you find all the little pieces to it. And sometimes you go and you just find treasure and it, you read the lore about Lord of the Rings. It's, mm-hmm. I just think it's so awesome. They did a really, oh, they did so good. And I remember when that game was coming out, they were like, "We're treating it with kid gloves. Like we're being careful with it. We're being respectful to it." Mm-hmm. But I get that. But just go have fun. Just yeah. let me kill some orcs. Oh yeah. And it's tough to see a Lord of the Rings game not set in the movies timeline. Mm-hmm. That isn't that doesn't suck. It's like Lord of the Rings Conquest. 
mm-hmm. which was made by EA, of course. Mm-hmm. This it was like it was pretty much a battlefront for Lord of the Rings. It was not great. Oh. You stepped in a puddle and died. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting. Lord of the Rings Online, though, made by Sierra, is a very fun Lord, um, online role playing uh, MMORPG, mm. and it's free to play. So if you really love Lord of the Rings, get in on that. But don't be surprised when you see Aragorn and he doesn't have a beard because it's not based off of the movies. It's, little, it's weird. I don't even know how those rights got to them. I have no idea. I started to read about it today when I was writing the notes out. It's all very confusing. Mm. That's all I got about that. <laughs> do you guys love Lord of the Rings as much as I do? I've never seen a Lord of the Rings movie. Are you kidding me? You haven't seen the Lord of the Rings films? I haven't. Are you... F- First he doesn't see Star Wars. <laughs> then he hasn't seen Lord of the Rings. I told, Wait, wait, wait. I told you. I seen Star Wars. Yeah, after... 25 years. Yeah, I watched it for when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Then when the hype it, when the hype came up for episode 7, that's when I was like, all right, I need to watch it again. You don't have But to yeah, watch. Lord of the Rings, I just ne- I just didn't have interest in it. Remember I was breakdancing all those years when it was that's all I was about. Breakdancing is your number one excuse, Carl. <laughs> that's what it was. You don't have if to anybody watch. Anybody who knows me, especially back in high school, they knew I was all about that. Man, listen, man, listen. You're missing out. The Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings movies. If you if you do see uh, the the trilogy, do see the extended editions mm-hmm. because you get the you get a more complete yeah. tale. Do you have them? Of course. Can I borrow them? Maybe. <laughs> listen, you're supposed to let me borrow the first John Wick. Well, yeah. Well, just let me know when you want it. Right. <laughs> uh, don't worry about seeing The Hobbit. That's a pile of trash. Um, yeah, the Hobbit films. But is it part of the story? Yeah, but you don't need to see they're, it. They're prequels, but they're a waste of time. Yeah. Um, whereas Lord of the Rings, the initial um, movie set, because not technically it's not a trilogy because it's one long story, mm. um, it was Peter Jackson's passion project that he wanted to do since he was like a kid. <clears throat> but it took them like 19 months to film that, all three of them together. They literally all moved to New Zealand and made it. Mm. So it like, not I don't say killed them, but it took a lot out of them. Um, and then when The Hobbit was coming around, Guillermo del Toro was just to make it or direct it. And then because Peter Jackson's like, I don't know if I could do that again. Mm. And when he dropped out, Peter Jackson took it back over. But it was kind of like a rush job in like, you know, WB, you know, or New Line. You know how they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, they didn't give him the time that he needed for the first one. So if you go watch The Hobbit now and then go watch Lord of the Rings, you'll think Lord of the Rings is the newer movie. Just because mm. it looks so good. All the yeah. miniatures they do for like the battles and stuff. And then Hobbit is just a one 200-page book stretched into three movies. Yep. <laughs> and they used appendices from Lord of the Rings because they had the rights to that, which is, makes it even weirder. Now, has mm-hmm. Peter Jackson done anything since then? He did uh, the, that King Kong movie from a while back. He did Lovely Bones. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he, he's doing something else. We actually, I think we read a news story about it recently that he's doing something, but I can't remember. Peter Jackson, I mean, for yeah. what he did with Lord of the Rings in itself, like I love him for it. And then I think he like when the Hobbit was being made, he did he jumped in kind of like to save it as best he could. But if you watch like the if you watch the behind the scenes stuff on Lord of the Rings, it was everyone had such a great time. When you mm-hmm. watch the Hobbit, he, he essentially just like apologizes <laughs> for it being so bad. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's a weird weird change. And the Hobbit did not need to be three movies. You could condense that into one, and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, but it's a two hundred page book. It's literally if you look it up, it's like two hundred thirty seven pages. Um, and they added characters that didn't need to be there. Legolas was there for some reason for a while. Like his father actually was in the Hobbit, <clears throat> the King of Mirkwood. Mm-hmm. But Legolas 
maybe he was around, but he was never in The Hobbit itself. And then all of a sudden, when he popped in, I was like, oh, it's going to be a quick cameo. Nope. Orlando <laughs> Bloom does not leave for like the next four hours of that movie. Mm. So it was too much. He, he tried. He did his best. They asked Viggo Mortensen to be in it as Aragorn, and he said mm. no, because Aragorn's not in The Hobbit. <laughs> so thank you, Aragorn. Yep. At least he knows the lore. Yeah. That stuff I get a little about, uh, but... I just love Lord. Of the- I love Lord of the Rings so much, and I was so looking forward to The Hobbit. It was a big disappointment. Mm. But Calbert, see Lord of the Rings. Damn it! Yeah, I'll try to fit it in my schedule. All right. <laughs> While it- you're breakdancing. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it will take a lot out of your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's um, why I know it. That and I know that too. So I'm like, Ugh, do I really have the time to do all that? But so and then Iron Fist is coming out too. So I gotta like stop oh, no. everything I'm doing for that. Mm. So this Friday. This is obviously you no know, Zelda and the Switch. I'll be putting a lot of time into that and Eris himself as well. Switch it. Um, no, no, no. I don't think I could do with a Switch. I don't even know if Switch can do it. The online, I don't think, is coming out right away. No, I don't even so. know if you can Twitch with Switch. That's weird. That rhymes. Yeah, I have to look into that actually. I'm seeing more But yeah, <laughs> I did a great job earlier. Um, but yeah, I'll be playing a lot of that. Eris as well. So we'll have a big report on that next week. Um, I did have a quick email here. <clears throat> Westworld. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm a few episodes behind, but I try to catch up when I'm snow blowing, lawn mowing, or traveling great distances. I want to shout out to Eris for his recommendation on Westworld. It is a real psychological drama with a hint of Western flavor. I was never a huge fan of Westerns, but something about shows like Firefly and Cowboy Bebop get me. Keep up the good work. Not Darren. <laughs> Thanks, not Darren. <laughs> um,. Eris, I think was a yeah. I think he finished the entire season. Did you guys ever get on the Westworld train? I did not, and mm. I've been me. I've been meaning to, but I just get I get sidetracked. Hmm. Yeah, not yet. I have to get HBO Go again. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I know. And I mentioned it to Eris um, earlier today. He did have another recommendation for Not Darren, but I'll let him save that for next week. Because I'm sure he's going to talk about that. Mm. Uh, but thanks, Not Darren, for listening to the show. I'm glad people can do it while they're you know they're doing their chores, mm. getting stuff done, be a little enjoyment out of it. We appreciate you listening and emailing the show at carnexpertpodcast.gmail.com. My throat's starting to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also reach us on all the social medias. And um, Vic, you said you were live tweeting the Oscars. What is your Twitter handle? Is it just Victor Omoyo? Yep. Victor, right. At Victor Omoyo. I like it. And question of the week, Carl Bird. All right. Last week's was actually a really good one, which was um, what is your ultimate dream match? So I posted this up. So it's on a little wrestling group that I'm a part of. So. Um, let me see. Ed Stravato says Steve Austin and CM Punk. Oh, we never. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good. We didn't mention that last week. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, Brian Lucia says Shawn Michaels and Kenny Omega. Oh wow. CJ Johnson, Big Van Vader, and Brock Lesnar both in their prime. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Kevin Lima says my head hurts thinking thinking about this question. I'm pretty. I'm thinking pure wrestling ability. Ric Flair versus Randy Savage in their prime. Close your eyes and think back how good Randy Savage was. If you can remember that far back, he mm. doesn't know how old I am. <laughs> then, I only remember him like oh, I remember Randy Savage, but mostly WCW Randy Savage, which obviously was not his prime. Right. <laughs> Let me see. Then for the Brawlers, Cactus Jack versus Brock Lesnar. You can pick. Could you picture a beaten Cactus Jack could take Lesnar and still stand there? <laughs> and then, then on the Instagram. Wildman Congo says, Congo versus HBK <laughs> or AJ Styles. I would pay to see that. <laughs> we all would. 
And Elise5544 says, my almost boyfriend says Sting versus Taker in their respective primes. That's mine. There you go. So this week, now I know I've mentioned this with the comic book characters. So if you can cast yourself based on looks as a video game character, who would it be? <laughs> this is similar to the shit that said the, the comic book one. Yeah, but based on looks. Oh my god! I don't know Nathan Drake. <laughs> Beef you up a bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut my hair a little bit, get a little shorter, style it a little bit, style it a bit. Because I got the, the, got the scruff yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Or the guy from uh, Shadow of Mordor. I can't remember the ranger's name. He's just Ranger Torian. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then Celebrimbor is the white, and he's a he's a guy that forged the ring, which is glorious on its own. But yeah, if I look, if I grew my hair out long enough, if I like really went long, I could do I could play a ranger. Oh, it's Italian. Italian, yeah, yeah. I could play Italian. Long hair. You, Victor? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> For me, Marcus Holloway from Watch Dogs Two. He was the main character from that. Yeah. You just wanted to. Catch yourself in Watch Dogs 2, Crawford. <laughs> I, I like it. I like doing parkour. You know, I to <laughs> at least try to. I got you. Anything else? Any, any comic book? Or no, I'm sorry. Any video game character you'd like to cast yourself as? Um, I, I can't think of anything, anyone based on looks. No, I'm all. saying outside of looks. Yeah. Outside Just throw of it out looks? there. Uh, Mario. Luigi. Mm, That's not a... <laughs> nah. Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> well, I ain't got the... Physique or the true. equipment that for is it. true. <laughs> um, man, just a video game character. Well, that's that's a good question. That's a that's a pretty tough one. I can't really think of any. I don't think there's any um, video game universes I'd like to live in. They all just seem pretty rough. Um, hmm. I don't know. Maybe uh, Adam Jensen from the Deus Ex uh, series. Oh, there you go. Okay. I like that. You get a lot of robotics to that. That's cool. Where he yeah, gets like, yeah. He's not an android, but he gets like the implants and stuff, right? Well, he's kind of kind of an android. Mm-hmm. You know, more cybernetic implants than than whatnot. Sneaking around. Nice. Yeah, I like it. There you go. So we'll post that to all the social medias. We'll email do. the show codexpodcast at gmail Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Twitter, Twitter. Hit us up. iTunes. Five star reviews, SoundCloud, Google uh, Play. Stitcher, Google. You can find us everywhere. Write us a five star review, please. So Eris will come back to us. He refuses to come back until we get more five star reviews. Eris will see you soon. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Quotation podcast at gmail.com. Later, nerds. Later. Peace out. <laughs>